Well, good afternoon, everyone, and thank you so much to Oliver for that very kind introduction. You know, before I get started with my formal comments, I should say I've been watching the work of Heidelberg, formerly Lehigh Hansen, for some time, and they're serious about getting carbon neutral. I remember talking to some of your executives who said that you actually base executive pay and perform uh, based on performance in achieving your reduction targets. So I have every confidence that you're going to get those bragging rights and finishing up your project here in Edmonton. I'm, I'm so looking forward to getting a site tour. I, I have something to say on, because uh, I, I heard the urgency with which uh, Oliver suggests that we work towards developing our carbon uh, credit uh, incentive program, and we are working very hard on that. I'm hoping that we'll be able to have the structure of it ready to announce by the time we go to COP28 in Dubai. And we've told the federal government that we're working towards that timeline. I'll have more to say about how our relationship is going with Ottawa, because sometimes it's a little bit fractious, but not always. I do have an Ottawa steering committee that I've put together, and I'm delighted to have a couple of our ministers who are on that steering committee with me here today. I know you've already heard from our Energy and Minerals Minister, Brian Jean, this morning, and you'll be hearing from our Environment and Protected Areas Minister Rebecca Schultz this afternoon. So do know that we are uh, we have an all-of-government approach to this. We are heavily engaged in making sure that we can get to the level of certainty that industry needs to be able to make Alberta the premier jurisdiction for investment in Canada across the whole range of products, but in particular for carbon capture, utilization, and storage. I also want to thank DMG Events for bringing us together to advance carbon capture utilization and storage innovation and technology and talk about the future of energy. And there really is no better place to do that than right here in Alberta. We've been leaders on emissions reduction for more than two decades. Our province is a globally recognized leader in carbon capture utilization and storage in both development and in regulation. And it's incredibly heartening to see so much interest in this sector across Canada. This is a field which is sometimes misjudged, disparaged, and dismissed out of hand like so many emerging technologies. But critics are behind the times. More than 100 new projects are in the works worldwide. The carbon capture utilization and storage industry could be worth $55 billion per year by 2030. And Alberta is busy proving that CCUS works at scale with the potential to become a powerful tool for building carbon neutral economies. And let me tell you, we are only going to strengthen the case for carbon capture utilization and storage in the years ahead. In fact, Alberta is set to remain a leader in energy production and CCUS for decades. Our oil and gas sector has primed us for success in the industries of the future, and our government understands the importance of innovation, of research, and of Alberta's entrepreneurial spirit. We will be there to provide the right environment to allow these ideas to become a reality. We understand the need to allow technological development and advancements in CCUS to be delivered at scale for true broad-based expansion. And we're doing the work to show the world that CCUS is an important part of the solution. And we believe that we have solutions to global challenges right here in this room. These technologies will allow us to lead the world in the critical work of reducing emissions and even removing greenhouse gases that have already been released. And they mean economies can achieve carbon neutral status. The technologies that fundamentally change the future will provide the world with the miracles of cheap and abundant energy 
all while reducing carbon emissions. And these technologies will come from the minds of innovators, especially in Alberta. They'll spring from here because of our geology, because our, of our energy industry know-how, because of our commitment to carrying out energy exploration and development better than anyone else. This is the story of Alberta's past, present, and future. Alberta is in a race to develop these game-changing technologies. We're competing, as we've heard, with the likes of Texas and Colorado and Norway, and we will win that race so long as we're not hobbled by, by poor policy decisions coming from the federal government. Alberta's goal is to be carbon neutral by 2050. It's a realistic target when you consider that the European Union and Australia and South Africa and other Canadian provinces share that goal. And we're laying the groundwork now. Our emissions reduction and energy development plan, which we re released just in April, will ensure that Alberta remains a world leader in responsible energy production and a provider of reliable, affordable, sustainable energy while reducing emissions and creating jobs. Carbon capture utilization and storage technology will be a major part of Alberta's efforts. And we've invested billions of dollars into projects and programs, as well as regulatory enhancements and knowledge sharing. That includes more than a billion dollars through 2025 for the Quest and Alberta Carbon Trunkline projects. Since 2015, Quest has safely captured and stored over 7 million tons of CO2. And the Alberta Carbon Trunkline is the world's largest capacity pipeline, with the potential to transport up to 14.6 million tons of CO2 per year. Alberta is the only jurisdiction in Canada storing carbon in sizable quantities right now. We're also investing hundreds of millions of dollars into CCUS through the budget, along with revenues collected through the technology, innovation, and, and emissions reduction system. You've, called, you've probably heard of that as our tier program. That regulates industrial carbon pricing and emissions trading in Alberta. This money supports ventures like the Carbon Capture Kickstart program, which is designed to accelerate the development of CCUS technology, and the Alberta Carbon Conversion Technology Center, which helps industry test ideas that turn CO2 into commercial product, uh, products. In addition, we're moving towards supporting small-scale and remote carbon sequestration opportunities for industry, and we're working closely with industry to ensure this supports the cleanest natural gas in the world. We now have proponents exploring the opportunity of large carbon capture hubs across the province. And we've worked with industry partners to understand and develop policy options that will support carbon capture investment across the province. This will ensure industrial emitters are able to have some certainty for their planning for the future. As Alberta's expertise in CCUS grow, we'll look to share what we learn through a new hub led by the International CCS Knowledge Centre. Emissions are a global problem. And we want to do our part to create practical solutions. We're also doing this to support our energy producers in pr reducing emissions and bringing the lowest emissions oil and gas to market. We're very supportive of the Pathways Project in this regard that is working to decarbonize the oil sands by 2050. We're putting the pieces in place to make a huge difference on energy scarcity, security, and climate change. There's a global energy transition underway, and Alberta's going to lead it. We would love to do all of this with Ottawa's help, but we intend to do it either way, with or without their help. And this is where carbon capture utilization and storage can restore a dose of reality to the debate around the energy transition. 
Many of you are familiar with Ottawa's overpriced and we think overhyped fantasy of a fully net zero electricity grid by 2035. As I've mentioned, we have talked to our electricity generators. They believe 2050 is possible, but not 2035. The federal government wants to impose hundreds of billions of dollars in extra costs on the country. Costs that will affect the returns on conventional oil and gas wells, costs that will stunt capital investment in oil and gas, and costs that, quite frankly, will punish consumers and business owners. We have to ensure we can be competitive and have a safe, reliable, and affordable power grid in Alberta. Alberta is blessed with natural gas reserves, which represent the bulk of our dispatchable baseload of power now that coal-produced electricity is ending. And keep in mind, that ended six years earlier than provincial and federal targets. We do not have hydroelectric power in any meaningful way, yet Ottawa doesn't seem to want to accept natural gas as a predominant feedstock for electricity. So think about that. We're being asked to eliminate carbon from our grid at huge expense and in an unachievable time frame. Our power grid is about 90% natural gas at the moment. In Alberta, under normal capital turnover in the electricity sector, between now and 2050, that would be about $92 billion if we allowed for the normal capital turnover and reinvestment to take place as the technology develops. Federal plans to speed things up would impose an additional 50 billion, $52 billion at a minimum of additional costs within a much shorter time frame. So that would imply that we would have to invest anywhere from $200 billion and maybe as much as $400 billion within the next 13 years to achieve the federal targets. This is why we have been pushing for the 2050 target. We believe Ottawa's plans will drive away future investment in many sectors of our economy. And Alberta would be left at risk for blackouts and brownouts. We want to partner with Ottawa on the best way to move forward, one that protects both the environment and the economy. And it's th that our approach, our plan is founded on achieving lower emissions, achieving carbon neutrality with the help of carbon capture utilization and storage, continuing to rely on affordable LNG and hopefully get international credit under Article 6 for reducing emissions from coal-fired plants by replacing it with our LNG abroad and also developing other sources like hydrogen. We don't need what Ottawa has called the just transition in Alberta because we do not intend to transition away from oil and gas. What, I, what uh, many of the industry execs say to me is this is not about transitioning away from oil and gas, it's about transitioning away from emissions. And we can and will produce more, but we will also emit less. Industry has started down a path of reducing its emissions while exporting more oil and delivering more LNG. And we look forward to having a fact-based discussion with Ottawa, one that results in a win-win outcome that is fair and supports the longevity of the oil and gas industry. So for Alberta, carbon capture is far more than a dream. It's been the foundation of our economic and environmental success, and it will continue far into the future. We're putting in the time, the money, and the effort to make it a mainstream, reliable, and mature technology. There are a lot of smart Canadians working to the same ends, and everyone here today is among them. We're going to need your help at every step, from advocacy to design, to implementation, and of course, to investment. This is a problem we can solve, and our world will benefit from the unwavering focus on that goal. Looking forward to our question and answer. Thank you so much for having me out today.